What is going on, everybody? I've got a short uh, little uh, tidbit for you today. And uh, it, it comes from, I've been uh, diving super deep into entrepreneur books uh, and kind of like history of entrepreneurship, like some of the huge startups, um, kind of studying those entrepreneurs, CEOs, you know, and now billionaires. And um, I, it, it, it brought into clarity one of the things that I think is difficult to define as an entrepreneur, which is like, what is your continued role, right? And so I call this the real job of the entrepreneur and the secret to finding talent. And so, um, you know, for us as entrepreneurs, a lot of times the secret to growth is how quickly can we learn and acquire a new skill um, before giving it to someone else, right? Before we teach someone else how to do that thing so that we can move on to the next skill that we need to have. And there's, there, there does reach a point where, and this is just, I'm telling you from our experience, and this is not necessarily for James, but this, hopefully you still find it valuable, um, is that there gets to a point where you want to bring people in who are better than you at the thing that you need, right? So people who actually have experience doing this thing and they're better than you at it. Um, and when you can find that, that's like the best case scenario. And so when that happens, what is the role of the entrepreneur at that point, right? Because this is something that I've been trying to define for myself, which is like, okay, if we bring in, you know, Josh Giles for marketing, he is as good and he will probably become, you know, much better than I am, marketing, right? And so like, what is, what is my role shift into? And so um, this is really, I think this is really interesting. And after reading all these like biographies this weekend, listening to all these podcasts of billionaires, like this is just, I've been deep diving into this. Um, I think that the simplest way to say it is that for us, the entrepreneur, our role is to maintain higher standards than anyone else. So our role, our job is to maintain the highest standards out of anyone else. We are the ones who need to hold the bar. And what that looks like is a lot of times breaking beliefs around what is possible for your team. And so um, an example would be, so I was talking to an entrepreneur, so we went to dinner with entrepreneurs that I met on a plane uh, on the way home from uh, Laguna, and he was sitting right next to me, and he was like, oh, I own a tech company, blah, 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 and he, he's in Austin here, and so we had dinner uh, last night. And an example of that was he had, uh, uh, he has a whole bunch of engineers that build out you know, his software and whatnot, and they had four different databases, and they were like, it's impossible for us to merge them, right? Like, we can't merge them, um, and he was like, okay, we need to do it in the next 60 days. And all of his engineers said no. And so, not all of them, but most of them said no. And so um, he actually on the spot let go of the two or three people who were the biggest naysayers. And then he looked at the rest of his team. And he was like, here's your two month severance. And he looked at the rest of his team and was like, okay. So if we're trying to build, if we're trying to consolidate these databases in 60 days, how do we do it? And so uh, they again said, you know, it's really not possible. And so one by one, he was trying to break down what, is, what does that do? Because he's not a tech guy. He was like, okay, what does that wire do? What does this wire do? What does this wire do? Right? And he was able to, after having them systematically explain each of these things to him, he's like, well, why can't we do this? And they're like, I guess we could, but that'll probably take 16 hours. And he's like, okay, well, you said it was impossible. So 16 hours. All right, let's do that. Okay. And then what's the next thing? Right? And they're like, well, that'll take, you know, two guys, three days. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, then, so we got 16 hours, and then we got three days. All right, we're, we're, we're getting there, right? And so he was able to actually get the entire thing done, the databases, all four of them consolidated into one within 30 days. And it was because he believed that it was possible, right? And one of my favorite sayings from Elon Musk is, when someone tells him that it's not possible to do something, it's not possible to build a car that's electric that's faster than gas. It's not possible to make it achievable on a certain you know, level. He says, break it down to physics. 
That's what he's asked of me. He's like, break it down to physics. And it means like physically, why is it impossible? And usually when someone breaks it down to physics, it's not impossible, right? It's just a limiting belief. And so that gives, that goes to show you the level of, of what a super, super, super high entrepreneur like Elon Musk believes is that he just doesn't really believe anything is impossible, right? Like unless it's physics, like unless the laws of physics say that we can't do it, there's no reason we can't. And so as entrepreneurs, a lot of like, what we have to do is we have to, we really have to be the first to believe in the impossible, right? We have to think like, okay, how could I give every single customer a personalized video every single morning, right? Like, like start asking these huge questions and thinking like, why is it impossible? Like, let's go from there, right? And so we have to maintain these standards that no one else will maintain, right? And so as we grow as a company, one of the interesting things is that, and this is, I'm, I'm partially making this for my team um, because they, they don't have to watch all of our stuff, but they end up watching a lot of my stuff, is that in, in order to move up, right, in a company, and this is why the second half is in the secret to finding talent, right, real eagles, is that the, the person who's highest up in a department or a division should be the person who has the highest standards, right? If I have somebody who's directing customer service, and Lily, this has nothing to do with you, I love you, you're awesome, um, but I'm saying as an example, if you had somebody who's directing customer service, and they have standards that are, let's say, out of 100, their standards are 80, right? And then there's somebody else who's below them who has standards that are 90 for what customer service should be. Like, how good should it be? How fast should we respond? How cordial should it be? How knowledgeable should each of our um, you know, representatives be, right? And so if that person is a 90 and the person above them is an 80, that person's a 90 should be the one running the department because they are going to have a higher standard of excellence than the person who's leading. And so me as the entrepreneur, should identify that and say like, okay, you should be the one holding the, the mantle, right? You should be the one holding the torch. And so our job as the entrepreneur is to identify the people who have the highest standards, who are the ones who like are sticklers for everything being perfect, right? For being amazing. Like why wasn't like, great, that was good. How can we get better, right? It's having the people who ask those types of questions because those are the ones who are gonna do the job that we can't do at a certain point because it is big because the organization grows beyond me being able to handle every customer service call, me being able to handle every sales call, me being able to, you know, manage the product development, right? Like all of those pieces, I need someone who's going to have as high of a standard of excellence as I do, right? Because obviously it's, 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 it's our company as entrepreneurs, it's our company, it's our business, and we're going to care more about it than someone else does. But there is a point where you find people who care about that thing. Hey guys, love that you're listening to the podcast. If you ever want to have the video version of this, which usually has more effects, more visuals, more graphs, you know, drawn out stuff, sometimes it can help hit the brain centers in different ways. You can check out my YouTube channel, it's absolutely free. Go check that out if that's what you are into, and if not, keep enjoying the show. As much as you do. And so our job is to maintain these really, really high expectations, right? That's our job. And then to break the beliefs of those who are uh, underneath us in the organization who are following us to make them believe that it's possible, right? And ask the questions that are big and say like, why not? Why can't we, right? Like, why is that not possible? Why can't we? Um, here's another, another really good one that I, that I, that I a, a good story that illustrates this. So I think I may have told this, but I think it was something that broke my beliefs uh, so thoroughly that um, I hope it breaks yours. So um, a friend of mine, Brandon Poulin, he owns uh, Lady Boss. 
they had um, they 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 had a huge campaign uh, and it and it totally crushed and it and it I mean like it it took off right, and so um, they uh, within so within uh, like a matter of a month and a half they quadrupled their business and they had a big business already um, they had an eight figure business already and they quadrupled it right and so what had to happen is that he had to hire 30 support reps in 14 days. And so every single time, like every person up to that point, when they were like, if they were trying to build that department before this explosion had happened, they probably would have said, what's reasonable? Like what's reasonable for us to do? It would be reasonable for us to hire and onboard one or two people a week. You know, that might be a reason, and that's still a fast rate, right? That's fast, but that's reasonable to believe. And so it doesn't take a super person to believe that that's possible, right? But he chose to believe that we, because of necessity, that we have to do this in 14 days, otherwise this huge thing is gonna blow up in our faces. And so he sat down and met with group interviews for 14 days and hired 30 customer service reps to maintain, to maintain this huge explosion that happened and keep it where it needed to be, right? And so a lot of questions, or a lot of standards that we have to maintain as entrepreneurs are around speed. How quickly can something happen? Right? Some people believe that it can't happen that fast. Why? Break it down to physics. Why can't we? Right? Sheryl Sandberg, who's the COO of Facebook, oversaw uh, the company going from, I think she had four employees underneath of her, to 4,000 within 24 months. It's possible. Right? It's possible. And so we as the entrepreneurs have to believe that and then break the beliefs of those underneath of us. And that's a speed, that's, that's all that I just talked about is, is, is beliefs around speed and how high of a standard will I maintain as how quickly can we achieve the goals that we're setting out to achieve, right? Another one would be around like product excellence, like how good can it be, right? And so um, like an example of that would be, uh, you know, if we're coming out with, like the concept of us doing beta tests for anything is completely like, Novel. I don't know anyone in, in our space, at least, who even does that, right? Not really. Not, not in a measurable way. Otherwise, they're just using it as a marketing play. But, like, really legitimate, like, okay, let's take the, the, the best people. Let's consolidate the information. Let's modularize it. Let's provide it to people who aren't doing well. And let's see how they do it in a measurable way using the same fulfillment methods that we were planning on using. And if they don't achieve the outcome, then we failed. And we need to do it again. And we need to do it again. And how many times do you need to do it? I don't care until it's right, right? And so it's like having those beliefs at the end of the day is the real job of us as entrepreneurs is like how high of a standard can I maintain for my company and our products and our delivery and how, how amazing can our customer service be? And for every person who tells you it's not possible, ask them, break it down to physics. Why not? Why isn't it? Why is it impossible, right? It's not possible given the belief set that you have right now, given your experience that you have behind you, but that experience that you have behind you has in no way any impact on what is possible, right? And making people believe that. And so if you want to move up in gym launch, here's my little plug for our, for our employees. Um, if you want to move up in gym launch, like you have to believe in the impossible more so than anyone else does. You have to have a higher standard of excellence of how quickly things can get done and how well they can get done because most of the time it's just our beliefs that stop us, right? And so um, a lot of us have these goals <coughs> and we say, I want to hit this by, by next year, right? And then the question is, why can't we do it in two months? 
Like break it down to physics. Why can't we do it in two months? What would need to happen for us to achieve that in eight weeks? Why not, right? And so when you ask those types of questions, and a lot of times it is asking the right questions, you get the right answers. Because it's not the conventional answers, because conventional answers are usually conventional wisdom, and conventional wisdom is usually wrong, right? Because that's why most people have conventional results, which is why everyone has this fierce competition in the middle, because no one knows, because everyone's following conventional wisdom, right? So you need to be unconventional, because you have to have the strongest beliefs out of everyone else in your company about what is possible, right? And it's everything. Right. And that's and that's our job is to continue to break our own beliefs and then broke break those of our team and those underneath of us. Um, and then finding the people, finding the true players who believe what we believe. And then they can then translate that conviction over to their teams and break those beliefs on your behalf. And that's really how you're able to scale um, a company at a, at, a, at, a, at a fast rate and then maintain a level of excellence. Because one of the hardest things as you scale is maintaining quality of service, quality of product, quality of all these things. And so um, anyways, I hope this, uh, I hope that you found this uh, valuable for you in terms of growing your gyms and whatnot and finding and identifying talent is you need someone who believes more in customer service than you do, who, who is, who's stronger in that than you are, who believes that like how high of quality should it be? And if they believe that it should be higher than you believe, then you found the right person, right? And who's constantly questioning, how can we make this better? Why can't we, right? Um, if you can throw a like and, you know, maybe even drop a comment if you're feeling super generous, I appreciate it. Um, but anyways, uh, that is what I think as, as we continue to evolve, it's no longer about skills um, for, for me uh, that I need to acquire. It's more about how can I continue to push the limits of what's possible and then make those who are underneath of us believe that. When I say underneath of us, I mean org chart, not underneath in any other way. Um, but really, those who are side by side with us, walking this journey um, along with us to the promised land, like how can I get them to believe what I believe? So anyways, guys, have an amazing day. Have an amazing Monday. And uh, for those of you who are gym lords, uh, the Super Bowl's on Friday. Be there. All right, bye.